Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleash, going beyond borders. Hi, this is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com. Proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. Um, welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. Yes, it has been a little bit of a gap since my last one. My last one was Matt Sassano, all the way from upstate New York. Uh, he was a, he's a singer, a great guy to chat to. Um, brilliant fun, as I say, Mr. S- Mr. Sassano or Mr. Sassy Pants is his nickname. Uh, so that's <laughs> you, but it, you have to listen to the show if you want to find out all about that one. So, but welcome back. I've got another guest. You will find you probably just if you're listening to this on the audio, you just heard something different on the beginning. Our jingle is still the same, but we have a slightly new cha- a slight change. The same person sponsoring <coughs> by Kingdom Beads by Ifia Um and but. She's instead of being Kingdom Beads, which is part of one brand, she's changed to Frame Your Day app. So you'll be hearing that. We were now sponsored by the Frame Your Day app, which includes Kingdom Beads and all the stuff she does uh, with her books and things. And you can sign up, and will be links to how to sign up to her app, basically. So, um, also got Zakia Ringo and Natural Soap by Zakia. Um, and we'll big shout outs to the rest of our supporters as well. We won't have, we don't have our usual 60 second singing tips by Benita Charles because she's busy with her music, but we'll play one of her tunes instead. We'll also play a song from Chris Angelus as well. So you'll be some music in between uh, your usual shout outs. So my guest is Roz Jones, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. And we're about to find out a bit about her. She does a little bit, I think, called caregiving. We're going to find out a bit back into her life and what is. Who is Roz Jones and who's her, where she's, her upbringing, was it good, bad, indifferent, any challenges in life, to where, why she's in the, where she is now and doing what she's doing. And we're going to, it's great to have the time to interview on uh, the podcast and have her as a guest on the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. And so I welcome my guest, Roz Jones. Welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to come on and talk to your to your community. And this is my first time going global, so I'm uh, international, so I am excited. There we go. Well, welcome. This is, this is what I like to do, is bringing your brand to the UK, to Scotland, to a global impact. That's what it's about, going beyond borders and stepping out of your comfort zone and going further afield. So that's what it's about. So tell us, tell us about... Who's Roz Jones? Tell us, I mean, you obviously, what you're doing now, we, we're going to come into that in a, later on in the show. But tell us, who's Roz Jones? And what's, where did you grow up? Where did you, school, life, good, bad? Roz Jones is the oldest of three children. So I am a daddy's girl, of course. And we moved around because my dad was in the military. So I'm also a military brat. He was in the army. I went to school at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana uh, College. Then I went on to teach at LSU and I taught radio and television. So I was in television for uh, 10 years. And then after that, I kind of dibbled and dabbled and fell into healthcare. 
and I fell into healthcare as a writer for claims. I would actually write the um, background technology for your claims to process so that the doctors could get paid. So once they entered in their information, I was the one responsible to make sure that they got paid. <laughs> but the information had to be correct. It had to meet certain, you know, guidelines and information in order for the claim to process. Well, during that time, you know, um, you know, school was okay. I wasn't a perfect child, I, you know, but I was an okay child. <laughs> you know, they always say the black sheep of the family, you know, is probably the, the best child. So, you know, ch- childhood was good. My parents were great. You know, uh, I have one brother, one sister, uh, two nephews. So, you know, went on to college, then went on to work in television. Then I went to work for Blue Cross and Blue Shield as a writer. And while I was writing, one of the members at our church asked me to go to the hospital with her because she was having surgery. And uh, I didn't know that she didn't have any children. So she asked me to go with her to the hospital. She was having some type of procedure where they they were going to remove part of her intestine because there was a blockage. I said, okay, we get in. The doctor says she's only going to be here for two days. Wonderful. Get in. The surgery is going a little longer than what I expected, but I say she's, you know, a little older. Maybe something that's just, you know, it's just age related. The doctor comes out and says, we have an emergency, uh, Rosalind. She needs to have emergency surgery. She has more blockage than we thought. We're going to have to cut her, you know, more for colon. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have an advanced director's power of attorney. Her husband is dead. Her sister has stage four cancer. She has no children. Two days of care turned into two weeks of care turned into now I'm in the caregiving business. Well, when I first started the caregiving business, it didn't go well. I messed up. I I screwed up. I didn't have, I had some of the documentation, but I didn't have all the information and knowledge. So I didn't know if you want me to stop and you need to ask well, me any questions. What we'll do is before you go into the, so it sounds like you've got quite a few things. I noticed you picked up, you said you worked in TV. Yes. Let's, no, let's tell us, let's go back to your, so obviously you, so you've kind of covered quite a few bullet points, which is good. So we'll kind of dissect this a little bit. So it sounds like we don't want the podcast to be in there with five minutes at this rate. <laughs> 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 like that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> she is one person who's just everything said in about fifty <laughs> paragraphs a second. Um, so we'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll start with the TV and video. <laughs> so tell us about your TV experience. Obviously, you've you kind of you're in, well. Let's in fact, let's go back. You were you were a, your dad was in the army. You said yeah. My dad was in the military, and you know we moved around the United States, and and they decided to settle in. Uh, we went from Michigan. Washington, D.C., um, Cleveland, Ohio, um, Louisiana. So we moved around. And so once my dad retired, we decided to come to Louisiana. And so that's where I went to high school and college. And while I was there, while I was there, then I I knew I wanted, well, I started off wanting to be in music. And when I took music theory, I immediately went into communications. <laughs> okay, cool. So what, what kind of music? Was it singing or just musical acting? or? Well, I was um, doing viola, cello. Okay. So, so, so I played the viola, played the cello, and I was going to be a music 
teacher with a minor in TV. Well, like I said, once I took music theory and realized it was a little harder than I, a little bit more than I can handle, I quickly switched over to radio and television. Okay. So tell us about your TV experience. How did you, you obviously got, you've got into that and what was, how yes. did that develop from there? It developed from there. I was uh, a producer, um, just just doing one show, five o'clock. And then uh, from Baton Rouge, I went to Birmingham, Alabama and became an executive producer. And then from there, I came to Florida, where I started my career with the healthcare industry. Okay. And I had no plans on doing it, but that's what happened. And so when I failed the first time in business, I went back and got my business degree at the University of Phoenix and then also took some other courses with the Small Business Administration that's here in the United States. I'm not sure how to do it in the UK, but we have an organization specifically directed towards business owners to help you get a good infrastructure, a good foundation so that you can run your business correctly. So the first time I didn't have them, the second time I did. Okay. So that's for the the TV side. Would you ever go back into that? Would you ever do that again? Well, what I'm the only thing I'm doing now is is that I'm writing for a magazine. Okay. Um, I've been it's, it's called Inspire Magazine. I've been writing for them now for three years, and I just was asked to write for another magazine. I just got an email, so I'm still keeping up my media. Well, you know, I could. Uh, that's some one person I don't know if you know her. You probably have Tachi, Doc Tachi. No, I'm Dr. not. Dr. Tachi Igwu. She's based in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Oh, she's uh, right down the street from me. <laughs> she's not far. Yeah, and she yeah. is a media professor. She okay. teaches and she does Media Scope every Wednesday uh, night. She, I met her when I was in Florida last year. And she does, she teaches and she does like directing and stuff for like TV shows or upcoming chat shows. So maybe I'll link, I think you're, both, you're still in my group actually, I'll, I'll link you up. Okay. And you can, because you're in the, literally in the same neighborhood, pretty much, you can then have a hookup and have a chat. So um, there we go. This is me connecting like I like to do. So just uh, so I'm sitting in Scotland and you're in Florida and you've got somebody down the street, which is quite, quite handy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a small world, um, as I say. So that's, that's a good thing. So you're now, so you've come out, you sort of stopped the, the TV side of things. Um, what was next when you got into the care? What was, after you sort of you did say care was it? Yeah, I started. I started with the insurance company, uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. I was writing the. I was called a technical oh, writer. Okay. And so I was able to pick up, you know, transfer my skills from media over to Blue Cross and Blue Shield. This is all for the doctors who are claiming, getting their claims in. So, oh, just uh, my claims expenses. Um, oh, that, I wonder if I can get a Ferrari through you. I wonder if that will work. Uh, my, what if they'll notice? Oh, and my Lamborghini. Yes, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't think they'll notice that expense. Oops. <laughs> Oops. So, that you, won't I, go through the process. No, 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 no. Yeah, medical claim on a Ferrari. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm sure you going I don't know what you can talk about or can talk about but obviously when you're doing your claims you must have had some interesting things on the claims list I don't know what caught your <laughs> but, but tell us um, can you say anything roughly at all uh, that we, I, will say this, I, I will say this generically 
you can't process a claim on a dead person. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so pa- I've got 10 patients have died. but uh, I'm And I'm gonna- still processing claims. That's fraud. <laughs> right. Okay. So You can't um, do that. <laughs> I'm guessing that happened quite a lot with it. Yes, it does. It, right, it, okay. it does happen. It I does. Guess, and I guess they get away it, with it. <laughs> well, to a point. To sometimes yeah. w- w- with technology, they're able to catch it quicker be- be- because before everything was paper filed and you had to look at it with a person. A person didn't always catch it, but now electronically, you know, the 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 mistakes are getting caught quickly, usually within the same day. Right. If not 24 to 40, within 48 hours, there's, an, you know, something goes up. Got you. It's flags. Yeah. So, they get, uh, so that they can't get away. They're obviously not quite as realizing they can't get away with it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so they can't claim that fake operation on a dead person. Oh, uh, they only died three weeks ago. So how can, <laughs> yeah. 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 So we don't fund your holidays to the Bahamas. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway yeah well, ask, well so how long did you do the claims for and what made you move how did you graduate well before i know what we'll do because say i don't want to i want to dissect what you do slowly because then we'll have a quick podcast i don't want that because essentially you've got good information and then is uh, get your brand out there and what you talk about so take a small break and i will come i'm going to talk about uh just a shout out to, we've got our frame your day app and we've got uh, Zakia Ringgold from Natural Soap by Zakia. We have many, many other people who are uh, our supporters and sponsors kind of thing. So I want to give them a shout out now before I forget. Later on, we have uh, myself with my edinburghdusters.co.uk, Cleaners Edinburgh. Ideas Go Live, web design by John Drummond. If you are looking for web design, um, John is actually American, but lives in Edinburgh. And he does web design if you're interested. Um I did my business website for me. Got Benita Charles from BenitaCharles.com. Her music, she's a great supporter and I love her music. Uh, got the guy, our cook report, who's a podcaster and does websites as well. And if you're looking to for a good knowledge of live stream testing of platforms, if you go to EileenSmith.com, excuse me, uh, you can go to Eileen, which is I L E A N E. Uh, Smith, uh, she's on YouTube. She tests a lot of stuff, and if you're for podcasting and going anything else, you'll uh, great knowledge. Uh, Brentmanmusic.com, great supporter of things. Uh, country gospel singer, also in Tampa, Florida, so he's not too far away from our, my guest. Um, got as I say, Shannon Griffin from Four Humanities. We thank you for her and her supporter, uh, her support and what, and what she does. But uh, she created our logo, and uh, she's a as I say, we support each other in many ways, also through the cancer side as well. So check out all these people. And we will have music from Chris Angeles and Benita Charles later on in the show. As I say, we will. Uh, it's great to have my guest, Roz Jones. But uh, before we don't want to make it too quick a podcast, but dissect, uh, to get her brand and make it uh, people understand who she is. So you will want to connect with her by the end of the show and uh, once you've listened to this as well. So, okay, so let's... Welcome back to part two, and uh, we're going to come back to Roz. So, Roz, um, go into your sort of care work as you dissected from the transition from your claims to care, basically. Tell us how that sort of transition worked. That was by accident. Like I was saying earlier, uh, one of the ladies in church asked me to, you know, come to the hospital with her 
supposed to be a simple procedure. The simple procedure turned into an emergency. And I told the doctor, I don't have a do not resuscitate order, power of attorney. I have nothing legally that says I can give you permission to do the surgery. But this was my response. I said, whatever the hospital policy is to save her life, please do it. Because I can't, I can't, I can't get permission to get to do anything. So they went on. And so I started taking care of her. And one of the nurses came in and said, asked me, was I related to her? And I said, no, they said, I've never seen anyone take care of someone that's not related to them the way you do. You need to be in nursing, so on and so forth. I said, no, I'm on the corporate ladder. I'm not going to do nursing. Well, lo and behold, she sent me down the street to a healthcare agency. She said, they're looking for caregivers. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And she said, you need to do it. You know, my journey is not, you know, the higher powers journey. So I went on down just to be nosy. And they hired me on the spot, if you can believe it. <laughs> it's right. They hired me on the spot and I became, that's how I became just a caregiver for agency. I didn't have my business at the time. I just wanted to test the waters. When I found out what they paid, I said, I can't do this. This is not even a fourth of what I'm making with Blue Cross and Blue Shield. And when I say it was minimum wage, it was minimum wage. However, I did Blue Cross and the caregiving at the same time. And I said that if I ever became an owner of a care giving business, I would never pay my employees minimum wage. And to this day, I have held true to that. I do not pay my employees minimum wage because I still I don't want them still to be on government assistance and, and working minimum wage. What, yeah. what's, what's minimum wage in the U.S.? Minimum wage is uh, just over eight dollars. Eight dollars and twenty depends on what state you're in. Um, depends on how much you make. So it could be eight dollars. It could be eight fifty. But the average pay, yeah, but the average pay is between eight to twelve dollars for someone who is um, not certified. If you're certified nursing assistant, then your salary should go up at least anywhere from two to five dollars an hour. Right. So that's and I got you now. So that's uh, I see. So eight dollars is not a lot. That's about six fifty, six pound fifty an hour. Which is really low considering. Low. Um, my goodness, um, interesting, interesting. Um, I, my, wow, crumbs. I have to say that is uh, not not a lot of uh, money to say the least um, when it comes to uh, for paying for minimum wage. I see it means I think for care work for what people do and have yes. been done care work before in a way of uh, hospital wise, uh, but certainly I would you'd expect at least uh, close to I don't know. Twelve, thirteen dollars an hour, at least. At least, at least, and and even higher, depending on how much experience that you have. You know, I have, <clears throat> you know, you know, more than ten years of experience in this, including well, really more than more than ten, almost fifteen, including what I did with Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So I have, you know, both sides because you know I cared for my grandmother, then I cared for this lady. And then I actually did the claims and I understand that side. So I have, you know, a kind of a, a mixture of healthcare experience that has allowed me to be, to, you know, to be a, a, be, a better business owner because I have the experience on both sides plus working for an insurance company. So 
It's going into um, in fact. We'll, what we'll do? We'll play a song. Actually, we're going to play. Well, we're going to play one of our tunes that we've got. We'll play Benita Charles. Um, and we'll play one of her tunes, and we're actually going to tell you what tune it is. I just actually kind of slightly forgot what I was going to play. So, um, but uh, one of Benita's. I love Benita. She's a great, great music, great artist, and always talking. Does her regular, regular. Uh, we'll, um, we'll play. I never, never let you, never let me go. By Benita Charles. We'll play that. So we hear that uh, when you listen to us in the podcast. Uh, so we'll be back after Benita Charles has never let me. Go. Oh, 
And welcome back to Ramsey Unleashed. Going on borders with my guest, Roz Jones, all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. We're talking about her life, uh, how she's been from sort of our army fam, dad in the army, traveling all over the place, school, um, doing, yeah, kind of just education, then basically doing from TV and video to doing claims for doctors and making sure they don't get uh, claim anything they shouldn't be claiming. Um, like there's three extra homes, uh, but also we'll, <laughs> I've just claimed on my dead patient's house. Oh, I thought you that. <laughs> so uh, apart from that, they will, um, and also going into the care business and trying something now, working in two jobs in conjunction, obviously due to one being lower paid than the other. Obviously it's, uh, so let's, how did you manage the, in juggling two jobs, if you're, were you full-time in the claims part, yeah? And you did caregiving when, at the weekends and stuff, or? Weekends and at night, usually on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, uh, I would work on the weekends, you know, and that's how I got my experience. That's how I, you know, started um, working in the hospital just as a sitter. And so the nurses would come in and show me things. And because I was grasp- grasping so quickly, they kept encouraging me, you know, you need to go further. You need to get your license. So I went on to get my license. I went on and did that. And then I decided to open my business. And so I opened a business. I had a partner at first. It didn't work out. So I regrouped. And after I regrouped, then I, you know, I got the right documentation. I put everything in place like I was supposed to. I went and got my master's in business And then, uh, you know, as I was getting my master's, I was working on opening my business and also getting assistance from the Small Business Administration here in Florida. But, it's you know, the the Small Business Administration is all over the United States. And so with that, that was a great foundation for me to then move forward and be a better business owner. You know, sometimes we jump out here and we don't have the right information, documentation. We just think we just jump and go. Well, it's not like it used to be. You could just start a business and you didn't have to have all this information. You have to have insurance. You have to have license. You have to have accreditations. There's a lot of things you have to have now that you didn't have to have before. Go ahead. I thought you were going to ask. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm just like. No, no. And and, and I want people to understand that, that, you know, um, ask for help. Get the right information. Don't don't do it. You know, I've I've had you know I've done things right and I've done things wrong, and so I've learned lessons from the wrong. And so I'm taking those lessons and hopefully helping other people not make the mistakes that I did, and you know to you know to you know mitigate those mistakes so that you can be successful sooner. And I think that's why Frazier brings us on here is to help people not make the same mistakes. Uh, you know, that I did. And, and I want you to be able to be successful sooner than later. And, and that's the purpose of this. And so make sure that you always have your documentation as a business owner. And then if you are going to care for someone, make sure you have your documentation. That was the biggest hiccup for me was that I could not make a decision to help someone because my hands were tied because I didn't have the documentation. And so don't put your family through that process, whether here in the United States or UK, I'm not sure what type of documentation you all need, but make sure that you have everything in place so that you can take care of your loved one and advocate for them, whether it's a loved one, whether it's a friend, 
whoever, make sure you guys have your information in order. That's so important. Of course, it's always uh, anything you do, it's always good to have the right stuff. Because I would say, if you anything, especially legally, if anything happens, uh, you could be liable for stuff, and you don't want a big kind of big lawsuit or something or a big payout due you can't afford uh, against you. So if you've got the right documentation, it's important. So you end up, well, basically, you you're not going to be in the in it in a big pile of uh, horse manure, um, to say the least, because you don't want that either. So, um, so but, but but also too, I wanted to say this phrase is that. Everybody knows Aretha Franklin all over the world. Yes. And Aretha Franklin is a prime example of why we need to have our documentation in order. And the reason why I say that, the people that were caring for her kept saying, let's do this, let's do this. She kept saying, no, she's been dead a year in August. Mm-hmm. Now her, her um, estate is going to be divvied up by probate because she didn't put anything in place. And her family has to go back to court time after time again, month after month, why not let them have peace, bring closure to this, and it would have been settled, but she had nothing in place. Don't leave your family like that. Don't have them relive all of this, you know, um, your life again through court. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have probate court, but, you know, if, if something is not in order, somebody has to make the decision. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard, yeah, and you know it's hard now to know who is related to who. And if you don't have it documented, then the court the court is going to determine who's brothers and sisters heirship. Make it easy for your family. Make yeah. it easy. All right, power of attorney basically over here. So whoever has power okay. of attorney, who's the, the who inherits the estate of somebody who yes, passes, sir. basically, and that's obviously knowing who that is, basically. So uh, usually over here it's the kids if there's kids involved that mm-hmm. pretty much goes to the split between the, the three kind of thing if there are any many kids there is usually so uh but yeah that's the power of attorneys usually the, the kids uh, or whoever right. is kind of thing so but that's important that's important and, and now because we have so many blended families and divorces we don't know you know you know you know, if the children were adopted when they, you know, when you got married, we don't want, you know, you don't know. So having all the information, the birth certificates, the death certificates, the marriage license, if you were in the military, all this information is important because, you know, so you can have a military burial so that your family can be buried together, whatever, all this needs to be in place. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's say, We'll come more. Di- we'll come into more of your business. What you're doing now, okay? okay. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about before. Uh, no, 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 no. I just, I just wanted, to, I wanted Pat. to say that. Yeah, I wanted to say that because, as a caregiver, whether I'm giving care or whether, you, you know, you're giving care, even as a business owner, I have to have this documentation in case the family is not around. Got you. Well, in fact, before we dissect more into your business, let's. Um, we will play. Well, let's dissect into church life because you obviously go to church and you talked about it. And was that just through growing up with your? Uh, you were at church and in your faith. Tell us about that. Well, I had a grandmother, and we didn't have a choice but to go to church. <laughs> 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 if I wanted to live, let me tell you something. If I wanted to live a long life, my grandmother had an unusual name. Her name was Orena Clark. Okay. And everyone called her 
Auntie Bay, B-A-Y, because they could never pronounce her name. Okay. She was the matriarch of the family. She was one of six children. And everybody, every Sunday, everybody went to church. Everybody. There was, you, you know, you could have partied all night long. You could have gotten in at two or three o'clock in the morning, but at seven o'clock, you would get up and go to church. But it was a good foundation. When we would come home for church, my grand, my grandmother would have us take notes and we had to take notes in church. That's why I'm such an avid note taker. And then we would have to come back and recite to her what we learned in church. And that was to make us a public, a good public speaker and to be able to stand in front of people and not be afraid. So those, you know, were a good foundation. My grandparents were also business owners. Um, the, you know, my grandfather sold clothes and cars. My grandmother was a hairdresser and also had a dry cleaners. My parents were entrepreneurs. So it was just, it's just been, I'm third generation entrepreneur. So, you know, I, I have the advantage maybe over a lot of other people that didn't have entrepreneurs in their family, but mine has been going on for generations for generations. So caregiving fell natural. We were already caregivers anyway, because I was taking care of my grandmother until she passed. But caregiving, uh, I didn't know it was caregiving until recently, you know, until I got into the business that it was called caregiving. But now I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'm glad I left corporate. I'm glad that I'm in it because it takes a certain type of person to be a caregiver, whether you're in the business or whether you're actually a caregiver, everybody cannot do this. And you have to have the right caregiver. You have to get the right agency or the right private duty person to be able to be a caregiver. There we go. That's good. Well, let's play. We're going to come back to our second song. We'll come back uh, playing Chris Angeles, uh, the song we are going to play, which I'll just remind myself very quickly because I'm not going to in front of my screen. Um, so... I have many are support, I like to support upcoming artists. Uh, it's always good fun and uh, it's good to support their music and to where they are. If I can just find where I was about. To, <laughs> there we go. I can't find it. I'm going to play Stained Glass by Chris Angela. She's all the way from Los Angeles, in Los Angeles California. So I'm playing one of her tunes. Uh, as I say, you'll hear that. And we'll be back after Chris Angela's Stained Glass. <laughs> Nothing different about the sunrise, but the lights change. 
Ramsey and Leash going beyond borders with my guest um, Ros Jones all the way from Jacksonville, Florida um, and obviously just talking about her life generally as I say just to give a brief update we've had caregiving we've got the TV media uh, claims all sorts and her church life And but we're going to talk about her current business what she's actually doing now and a bit more dissect how, how long she's been doing the business for um, obviously just the ins and outs of her business and telling us what she does and the services she provides uh, and obviously eventually we'll talk about where you can connect with Roz uh, and hopefully maybe you might have somebody who is needed of caregiving and you'll be picking up the phone and giving her a call so tell us a bit more of an insight to your business when it actually started when you finally launched it and so on I started back in uh, two thousand and. Nine, two thousand and nine. Snap! I started my business in two thousand and nine officially. So now ten. Really? <laughs> so I started in two thousand and nine, and when I started, I went to the city. I got a license because I was doing it independently. I was I didn't have employees at the time. So when I started it, I did it, and I failed. 
I didn't know what in the world I was doing. You know, I had people giving me checks. I opened up a business checking account and I messed up. I messed, you know, I, I didn't have the uh, right software to keep books and I was trying to do it on my own. I wasn't asking for help and it ran me crazy because I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't ask for help. I was too proud to ask for help. And when you're too proud to ask for help, that that is what's going to happen. You, you know, um, you, you know, you could miss filing taxes. You could miss filing quarterly taxes here. You know, you could miss doing a lot of things, you know, billing. So you got to have the right systems. you got to have the right information in place to be a successful business owner. Let me tell you, if I could turn back the hands of time and, you know, know now, you know, back then, I probably wouldn't have shut down the first time. But lesson learned. So I always say that those lessons are for someone else. So as, as I said earlier, documentation, documentation, documentation is important. Make sure that you keep up with your insurances and, you know, different things like that. So I didn't even have insurance the first time when I opened up. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Oops. Because <laughs> <Oops. laughs> uh, of death. Oh, dear. Don't know. So, so I... I you insured? Uh, <laughs> don't know. So you can insure dead bodies. <laughs> Sorry. Oops, Sorry. I dropped somebody. I don't have insurance, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just falling off the balcony. Oh, flip. Oh, oh dear. We uh, I don't think she's. I don't. <laughs> you know, a quick, quick funeral director, many gents. <laughs> you know, the wheelchair slipped out of my hands. Any, you know, anything could happen. Anything. <laughs> you're going down a hill, and the the wheelchair slips out your hand. It is. It's like a, a naked. It's like a naked gun film. <laughs> <laughs> remember that oh brilliant I can, you're just like oh hi next day oh hang on <laughs> running, running, running down the hill to catch your patient Is exactly <laughs> exactly you know and, and, and you know any, you know anything can happen I'm gonna tell you a funny story real quick and then and okay. I'm gonna tell you about my business okay. I was giving a client I was giving your client a shower right and I had gotten her all you know fluffed and everything and put her in a chair and was fixing her breakfast she said, baby, come here. Let me talk to you for a minute. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, what's wrong? She said, I don't have on empty panties. You forgot to put on my underwear. So, <laughs> 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 Insurance doesn't cover that. However, those are the type of things that happen, whether you are a professional or whether you are a family caregiver. You sometimes you forget, but you know what though? We laugh about it. But anyway, going back to the business part, please put on their underwear. Always <laughs> <laughs> <Those> helps. <laughs> it helps. It helps. So, you know, it's it's good to have a sense of humor in this because you are going into someone's private space, someone's intimate space, and you have to recognize as a caregiver, as you are aging. And the person you're giving care for still wants independence and still wants respect. And as a caregiver, we have to give that. So when I started the business the second time, I got a lot more training. I got my, you know, I, I had my license. I had gone back to college. So I was, you know, sitting on top of a mountain and doing better, way better. I got my insurance. Thank God I got the right license through the state. You know, I had to go back and even do my IRS paperwork because I did that wrong. 
everything I had done wrong, not getting the proper guidance. And how much time do we waste because we don't get the proper guidance? We don't get the proper information. Exactly. It's always good to, in business, you're going to try and get as much information or work along and partner with somebody to help understand your trade, which does help. Uh, but now, well, now you're sort of established, you're now mm-hmm. 10 years down the line. Did you, now obviously in business, you go through peaks and troughs, you go through ups, downs, you gain clients, you lose clients. Uh, you, and when you lose clients, it can be something that's a little bit of a worry sometimes. And um, you can think, all right, where's the next money coming in? Mm-hmm. You've got to pay a bit. You've got to think of the bills and how mm-hmm. from what maybe things are flourishing, and you can go to uh, a more expensive supermarket to buy your food. Then you realise when you've lost, you're going back to mm-hmm. uh, the dollar store uh, kind of thing, and you're thinking that well, kind of thing. You have to like, how do you you can so these treats that you treated yourself have to be shelved for the moment, but. Um, Tell us about your ups and downs in your business over the last that you've when you've had to go through these scenarios. Well, my biggest my biggest law was probably maybe the the third or fourth year when I had five clients die within six months. <laughs> Jinx, but that was no, not to laugh. But I think that was that's nothing suspicious going on here. Honest, <laughs> I, I looked at myself. Uh, <laughs> 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 what am I doing? I like my half my clients have just died in me. What the heck have I done? Yes. <laughs> when you have half of your clients die and you're talking about six figures gone. Yes. Six figures, 15 employees don't have work. And now you're trying to scramble because the whole thing was we were growing so fast that they were dying so fast. I couldn't, I, I can't say bring them back. I, I couldn't go out and get them <laughs> I couldn't go out and get the clients back. Quick, get the paddles out. Is he going to resuscitate them? (laughs) Where's the shovel? Uh, I I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, go out and, you know, recruit the clients fast enough. You know, I couldn't recover because I had lost them, you know, all within a six month period of time. That was literally almost a six figure hit. Huge hit, huge. And so, you know, part of that is that was um, poor planning on my part because I wasn't out still advertising for the company. I got comfortable. Yeah, it's very easy to do that, yeah. I got very comfortable. I got comfortable and got cocky because, okay, oh, I got the clients. I don't have to do that much work. I just pick up the checks and... But then it got to the point to where I couldn't pick up the checks and I had to pick up a patient because I didn't have the money coming in. Exactly. You got to do that yourself. So, you know, I had to do it myself. Lesson learned, a hard lesson learned, you know, don't get so complacent where, you know, you think that, you know, things may not happen. Things can happen, but you got to put the right systems and things in place. You got to have a good um, accountability partners. You got to have a business bestie to talk to. You got to make sure that, particularly in caregiving, we never know when somebody's going to pass. We don't know. We yeah, never know. Exactly. And so, you know, as as caregivers, even if you're looking for a caregiver, I don't know if you want to go into that part now. I also want to talk to them about what to look for in an agency, and then also what to look yeah. for in a private duty caregiver. 
Well, please do go. That is just feel free talk about talk away about your business. This is what it's about, and it's about getting your brand as uh, people who are interested in this, and maybe interested in actually developing into caregiving themselves, not necessarily just in Florida, but in a different part of the world or in America. Uh, you might want to be interested, or maybe you're franchising your brand mm-hmm. somewhere, or mm-hmm. you never know, maybe expanding it with uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you never know. So the, the dissect, just feel free and dissect away. It's always good. Well, first of all, if if you're going to hire a private um, caregiver, you want to know if they're licensed, depending on where you live in the world. Some some um, countries and um, counties and cities and, um, you know, depending on where you are, are regulated and some aren't regulated. So you can hire someone. However, you know, you get what you pay for. So if you pay somebody eight dollars, expect eight dollars of care. Expect $8 of trust, if you understand what I'm saying. Because if you're paying them pennies, and not to say this would happen, there's a possibility that you will not get the level of care that you expect as if you're paying someone, let's say, $12, 13 14 $15 an hour. If I'm getting paid my worth, I'm going to give you a little more. I'm going to give you a little more. So you want to make sure that they have a clean background uh, if there's a place where you can drug test, you know, you want to make sure that they can physically handle the job. OK. Also, too, you don't have to take the first caregiver that comes along. Interview two or three. Interview two or three. But make sure that, you know, if you expect cooking, you know, sit down and talk about what the expectations are. I need for you to be here three days a week. I need for you to wash clothes three days a week. Now, let me say this in caregiving. With caregiving, you do not want a person doing deep cleaning. It's called light housekeeping. Light. If you want deep cleaning, you call Ramsey. But if you want light <laughs> housekeeping, your caregiver should only have to clean the bathroom, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the common area where the person is. And that's a little bit of vacuuming, a little bit of mopping, washing the dishes, washing the clothes keeping it safe and clean for the person to live. We don't do blinds. We don't do baseboards. We don't wash windows. We don't dust. If we're doing all of that, then we are not paying attention to the, thank you. Exactly. So you're there to care for the, the care are not clean. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning should be less than 20%. Lighthouse keeping is less than 20% of the job. So I want to say that because I, I have clients that wanted us to wash the windows, do baseboards. And so I didn't take that client. Every dollar is not a good dollar. Don't be an ambulance chaser again. So when you're interviewing for private duty, that's what you need to look for. You need to find out, can they handle the job? If you expect them to cook, sit down, talk about expectations. If in your gut, you're not feeling good about it, then go on to the next person, but you don't have to hire the first person. And if you want a checklist of, what to look for in a caregiver. And I think it's universal. You know, j- just contact me, you know, at Roz Jones on my Facebook page and I will, you know, send you that list. Now, when you go into an agency, the same thing, you don't have to take the first agency. If the hospital recommends an agency, tell them I would like to have a list of agencies that I can call. You don't have to take the first one. You have what's called patient's rights. You can say yes or no. Patient rights are universal. You can say yes. You can say no. 
Exactly. So, in your business, do you have like a do you have like a gold, silver, and bronze kind of level of care? Do you or like packages, or do you so it's just yes, sir. You pick yes, up sir. Gold. Yeah, we have four. Yeah, we have four levels of specialized care. Okay. Sitter, homemaker, companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistants. The sitter only sits with your your loved ones. Say, for instance, if they're at a hospital and they may not be able to talk, and they're they're Mm-hmm. You know, they're by themselves. We're just sitting to keep them, you know, uh, company. You know, we may read a book to them. We may read their Bible. We may play the, their favorite music, but it's to keep them with companionship. And it's not too much interaction. We're just kind of sitting. And sometimes at home, at the homes, we do sitting because you can transition that person from the hospital to home and they may require a sitter. And then the next levels go up depending on how much hands on care you need but all of our sitters have to have cpr and that's another thing you need to make sure you know do you want your sitter to have cpr if you have a do not resuscitate order well then cpr is not required you know if you don't want them resuscitated that makes sense exactly yeah yeah you know so that may not be you know a requirement for you you prefer to have uh, patients that you can cpr just to keep the cash flow coming in because i don't want any more day patients on my books you are awful (laughs) (laughs) you have do you have any do you not resuscitate a tattoo on your chest no that's fine that's good perfect for us we're sorted (laughs) sign You know, I'm gonna put you in timeout. Sorry, but, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you gotta I mean in, in working business. If you you know you can't you can't have laugh. If you can't laugh, you're gonna cry. Yes, you're gonna have a bit of fun. But, you know, it. also yeah, but also I understand like, too. On the serious <laughs> notes, but on a serious note, if you don't have a do not resuscitate order and rescue comes, they have to give CPR unless otherwise instructed with documentation. Everything is about documentation because they don't want to be sued. With the agency, you want to know, again, what are the expectations? What do they can and can't do? Do they have insurance? Are they licensed and bonded? You know, you know, that's pretty much all over the world, depending on what country you're in. You know, there's different rules and different uh, regulations so far as caregiving. But you need to ask the questions according to what country you live in or what state or what county, wherever you are. These are the type of things that you need to find out. And, you know, how many hours? Some, for us, I do a minimum of four hours. We don't leave the house for less than four hours because it's not worth our time. Yeah. It has to be at least four hours, at least two to three days a week. We don't come in four hours for one day. It has to be because it has to be worth um, my staff's time to go out because a lot of times we have to travel 40 and 50 miles to get to one client. Drums, wow, it's a lot. That's at least, you know, you know, uh, anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes of, of travel time. Do you get a lot of people asking for just one, four hours once a week? They do, and I have to turn them down because uh, mm-hmm. I'm not big enough to handle that. Now, some of the bigger agencies, I, I take and I refer out. If I can't handle it, I have a list of agencies that I refer out to. Would you, if somebody phoned you up to say we only want four hours once a week, would you just say, well, another option you could do because it's such a small thing that your price would be a lot higher. So it means it would be cost effective. You say if they're willing to pay, you could just say, listen, if you want us, this, this is what we our minimum requirement at this. If you just wish this, the price would be. Right. Be the price, yeah, the, yeah, the price goes up eight to $10 
per hour if it's only for four hours, because again, I have to make it worth my while for the employee to even put the key in ignition. That's why on those, on the smaller cases where it's four hours or if they even want less, but most people, most agencies here in the United States require at least four hours, a minimum. And when you start caregiving, you will see a lot of times two hours is not enough, particularly for a patient that may be on a walker or in a wheelchair, you have to transfer, help them get in and out the shower, dress them. Sometimes two hours is not enough and you have to feed and you have to cook and clean and do all that behind them. It could take anywhere. It, it takes a minimum sometimes of at least four hours to get all of that done. Yeah, it's not, not easy. It does take time. I've been there, done that, too, especially working. It just takes a while just to clean somebody. Um, you don't realize even the cleaning yourself <laughs> compared to yeah. It's so a quick 10 minutes and you're doing it for somebody else and uh, when they're not able. able Healthy, yeah, exactly. It's when difficult. they're sick. Because as we age, we move slower. And a lot of times, because we're sick, we're scared. We're scared we're going to fall. So our steps are shorter. You know, we we you know we depend on people more to make sure that we don't fall. So there's a lot of things that goes into when you're hiring either a private caregiver or an agency. There's some questions that you need to ask, and like I said, um, I just gave you a little a little snippet of you know what we do. You know, we also provide one-on-one coaching. So if you're bringing your loved one home from the hospital uh, to home. You know, you know, we can accommodate you through Zoom or, you know, Skype, you know, whatever that is. We also are, are getting ready to implement our mini courses on caregiving one on one. That's going to start right around Black Friday here in the United States, which is Thanksgiving. And then I also offer uh, how to start a non-medical home health care business. So if you're interested in that, I also have programs for that. You are expanding. Well, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we'll be rebranding after the first of the year. That's just an insight. A little okay, bit. so watch this space. So let's, um, so we've had a good recap. But thank you, but as we do, thanks, Roz, for being on our show. And we thank you, uh, insight just a little bit into caregiving. Uh, it's given us our first international podcast. Um, I, 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 so it's obviously, hopefully, it won't be the last. This will be the, the last, won't be the last. She'll have more uh, people wanting to uh, talk to her about her stuff. Uh, her caregiving and just her life in general and we thank you for that uh, so where can people connect with you who want to connect with you if you want to connect with me i am roz r-o-z jones on facebook and i have on a yellow suit because there's a couple of roz joneses on there on linkedin it's rosalind marshall jones m-a-r-s-h-a-l-l and the first name is R-O-S-A-L-I-N-D, Rosalind Marshall-Jones. And again, I still have on that yellow suit. And if you'd like to uh, sign up for our newsletter, which I would love for you all to sign up for, it's bit.ly forward slash who speaks for me 2019, bit.ly forward slash who speaks for me 2019. And so I would love for you all to connect if um, you send me a friend request, inbox me and let me know that uh, you heard me on uh, Ramsey Unleashed and I will, um, you know, become your friend. So we will have all of Rosie's links in the show notes to the podcast so you can connect and click her links and you can connect with her or LinkedIn. Have you used Twitter at all? Yeah, Twitter? I, I have Twitter. I have LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I have a blog and getting ready to 
do my podcast. So I will be needing caregivers to interview. Hint, hint, hint. We've <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, got, got our podcast coming up. Happy days. It'll be good. So we'll have all the links of Rosie where you can kind of in our show notes of the podcast on Podbean. Our uh, podcast goes out on Podbean. Sound, uh, I need to do SoundCloud. I've been a bit lazy in SoundCloud. But it uh, goes out in Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and other places. Uh, so it's there. So as you need to search Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders, it comes up in Google pretty fast. Uh, but it's a good thing about it. So as I say, uh, I want to thank you for my guest, Roz Jones. Uh, for, and obviously for those who are listening and are interested in finding a bit more about caregiving, either doing it or having looking for the service for somebody who needs caregiving. As I say, you can connect with Roz and you can uh, go from there. I will also connect Roz with uh, Tachi. Uh, who's in Fort Lauderdale, just down the road. Uh, she's maybe keen to get her uh, back into the media side as well. Uh, just to maybe be good for expanding her, keeping things uh, moving, and not just uh, as I want to say, you know, things go too stale. Sometimes you need a bit of variety to keep the keep things fresh or resurrect something. Just to you know, <laughs> just kind of get a bit kind of. Yeah, just to kind of take. Sometimes it takes the keeps the cobwebs out. Yeah, cobwebs out. So. Um, which is good. Uh, so we all, I like connecting people. As I say, if you're interested in being on the Ramsey on these Good Mail Borders podcast, and you've never, and you want to get your brand uh, into the UK or Scotland, or if whether you're an artist, upcoming artist, whether you're, you want to just talk about what you do, uh, listen, I'm happy to connect and happy to chat. Which does, uh, as I said, it's it's about you. It's about inspiring people. It's about having to encourage people. And whether it's in business or you've been through something, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you get the just. Um, and yeah, as I say, I want to thank you to Roz and hopefully if you found that okay, if not, you're not like scarred for life, you're not like gonna <laughs> gonna go and get gonna get counselling and go, oh no, Jinx, just been on Ramsey on this podcast. Oh no. <laughs> where's where's the corner? Where's the timeout corner? <laughs> well, I know, I hope, I hope you find that okay and thank you, as I say, for being on the show. And uh, you're welcome. Anytime. And, uh, it's been good and it's been great to have a chat and uh, to everyone who's been listening I hope you enjoy the show and until next podcast peace have a great one and we'll speak to you all soon